Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi guys, Brian here. Uh, unfortunately, we are unable to record a new episode of the podcast this week, but I thought I would take this time to release the very first lost pilot episode of goop yourself from way back in may of 2016 uh for me and aggie hopefully you'll enjoy it we have no structure we have no idea what we're doing we have no format but we have all of our passion for goop so uh yeah take a listen and we will be back with a new episode next week bye Hey everybody, Uh, welcome to Goop Yourself, the podcast where we explore Gwyneth Paltrow's newsletter, Goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. So Goop is a newsletter put out by Gwyneth Paltrow. Many of you may receive it in your inbox. I guess, well, what's the story with Goop, Brian, basically? I think she uh, needed an outlet to give her sort of recommendations about everything. Apparently, you know, within her circle of friends, she was the person that everyone asked for. Gwyneth is like the lifestyle guru among her friends. Yeah, her... Is that possibly true? Because her best friends are like Jay-Z, Jay-Z and Beyonce. I yeah. don't... How could Gwyneth Paltrow be the lifestyle guru there? I think she's the type of person who really like looks into, you know, the cool restaurants to eat at, the cool diets to follow, the cool clothes to buy. And like most of these other celebrities are really busy with their lives and their work. Yeah. And Gwyneth, I think, became not so busy as an actress and sort of channeled her ambition Somewhere along the line, Gwyneth decided, I'm I'm an actress, but I'm more going to be like the new Martha Stewart. Right. Like and, a very rich, expensive, unattainable Martha Stewart. Um, but she's a little bit more like trendy than Martha. So like yeah. she'll be, there's a lot of goji berries. She's got a lot of raw cacao recipes. She's very... Um, she's aspirational. Um, in a, but in a way that like... 
yeah, someone, so an urban, upwardly mobile person, even if they have no money at all, would would sort of want to, to follow her lead. Yeah, um, like, I consider myself urban and upwardly mobile. Yeah, even I'm though... Not, I mean, I moved up from, like, not doing this podcast to doing this podcast. Yeah, basically, yeah. upwardly mobile is a state of mind it's rather an than an term. income yeah. level. But anyway, yeah, so she puts out this newsletter every week um, with different recommendations. Usually there's a recipe, uh, clothing recommendations, places to go, things to do. Um, yeah, and... she's always got, like, an act- like, activities you can do in your city here in L.A., she goes to a bunch if of cities, If you are right? living, yeah, like, a, she goes to about five cities. Uh, like, New York, L.A., San Francisco, uh, you know, she might throw a Portland or an Austin in. Okay. So uh, London, just, definitely, too. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah she loves London. Isn't that oh. where she used to live? Yeah, when she was married to Chris oh, yeah, Martin. Yeah. Um, but now I think she's based in L.A. Oh, one good thing that is not in this newsletter, but it was a piece of Gwyneth news that I read the other day. She just bought a beautiful house in Santa Barbara. Good for um, her. Which is, like, yeah, it looks amazing. There's this, like... A long pool. It's sort of this. It looks like a, it said it was a fixer upper, but it looks like this crumbling mansion on the beach. Oh, I love to live there. A fixer upper for Guadalajara. I know. It, okay. Yeah, she loves it. Um, so anyway, uh, so this newsletter was fun. Uh, one of the first things on it is yeah. uh, how to make the perfect cup of coffee, and uh, so she explains. Uh, How to make the perfect cup of coffee. The artisanal coffee movement has hit the U.S. in a major way, with hip cafes serving flat whites and almond milk lattes popping up on pretty much every corner. We're major supporters of the trend, but at upwards of $4 for a basic cup, we also know that a coffee shop addiction can be seriously hard on the wallet. We never considered making our own pour-over coffee, in our minds, something reserved for coffee geeks and bearded, tatted baristas with special equipment, until we spent the day with Casey Gotch and Ren Fuller Wasserman of Shreebs in the Los Angeles Arts District. They gave us a step-by-step tutorial on making a fancy cup of joe. Turns out it's much simpler process than we thought. Below, a list of all the tools necessary and a recipe for making the perfect cup at home. Okay, and then she has the audacity to get into all the things that you're going to need. So, Aggie, how do you make coffee at home? I dump a bunch of coffee in my coffee maker... I use a coffee maker. Yeah, I use a like little, a Mr. Coffee. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's like a little black coffee maker. It's small, just enough for me. Sure. I, I like a good cup of coffee, and I consider myself not like a coffee snob, but like I, you know, I don't like uh, like Folgers or whatever. So I've been that nicer, do a gold, you know, a gold filter. I buy okay beans. Um, I do a chock full of nuts. Yeah, chock full of nuts is not bad. Oh, wow. uh, but anyway, so Gwyneth, because I guess $4 for a basic cup of coffee, you know, in her world, I guess that's how much a cup of And I don't costs. even know where you get a $4 basic cup of coffee, because even if you go to, like, Starbucks or something, it's, like, one fifty. Oh, no, she's not talking about Starbucks. She's talking about these third-wave, pour-over, single-origin, like a blue bottle or Intelligentsia. Oh, yeah, and I hate going be... to those places anyway, because if you go to Intelligentsia, you have to wait so long yeah. to get your coffee. It's oh, yeah. not worth it. And also, I'm going to go come out and say this. I don't like how that tastes. I would rather just taste like a regular cup of coffee from a coffee maker. Yeah. I, it sort of depends on the mood for me. Most days, I mean, honestly, I love a uh, venti cold brew from Starbucks with sugar-free I mean, vanilla. Yeah. It's great. Uh, no calories, and that sugar-free vanilla it sweetens up the, the bitter taste of the Starbucks coffee. If I do have the time and if I pass one of these places, I'll uh, get one every once in a while. But I usually get like a, a cold brew. I love. I mean, in L.A., it's never cold enough to drink hot coffee, I feel like. I disagree. Do you? I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I drink hot coffee every day. Do you? Yeah. I, I, like, I like iced coffee better. Okay. Anyway. So Gwyneth, um, she uh, says to make this perfect cup of coffee, you need a kettle, $192. 
Any kettle will work, but the one with a long spout really helps you control the flow of water. Filters, yeah. thirteen dollars. Uh, and these filters that she has, and oh, the kettle beautiful. too. Like the the first of all, the kettle is like the most. It looks like um, like a man ray art, like yeah. sculpture. Like yeah. it looks like a beautiful. Like it's like very it's like modern. Deco, it's very early twentieth century. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous the copper and the filters here. I think are like they look like they're made out of cloth. Yeah, they look like those like reusable cloth diapers that hippies. Yeah, and they are. Look, they're reusable organic cotton filters. They're $13. And so you can rinse thoroughly and hang dry after you. Imagine going to Gwyneth Paltrow's and she's like, oh, I'm just hang drying my coffee filters. She has a clothesline in her kitchen with these uh, cotton filters. And then then a pour-over dripper cone. So, yeah, pour-over coffee is such bullshit. I have no patience for it. Um, But this one costs $96, and again, it looks like it goes with the kettle. It's just like copper or whatever thing. I can't imagine having any one of these things. If I had anything in my kitchen that was this copper and this expensive, it wouldn't be a pour-over dripper cone. It would be like a pot. Yeah. It's too nice. Okay. Uh, And then the coffee scooper, which is $20. Yeah, and that's just like, like the plastic thing that you scoop your coffee with. It's just made out of copper, and it's 20 bucks. And then she says good coffee beans, 13 to $20. And that's like, I feel like those fancy coffee beans, it's not even for a pound. It's usually like 12 ounces oh. for 15 to $20, which is crazy. Um, again, like once in a while, if I'm at one of these places, I'll get, it's a treat. But you, I mean, unless you're going to Paltrow, you're not going to be able to spend that much coffee. I don't understand why. All right. Okay. And then what else do you need? Oh, a scale for $150. Well, do you need the scale? No, you can eyeball how well, much if, coffee you If you have brew. the scooper, what do you need the scale for? I mean, isn't the scooper a unit of measurement? It or helps ensure the perfect ratio of beans to water. But what does the scoop do? It... Let's read what Isn't the scoop, the scoop measuring the, the scoop coffee? helps measure the perfect amount of beans. So why do you need a sco- um, scoop and a scale? Uh, I don't know. I would just, if I'm getting one thing, I would get the $20 scoop and skip the $150 scale. Yeah. But you know Gwyneth Well, Paltrow you don't need to any of it. You... anyway. Oh, of course. She's not buying She's weighing for the everything beans. that goes in her body. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, oh, a grinder. $145 for a grinder, which is insane. How much should a grinder cost? Like 15 bucks. A coffee grinder? Like yeah. Oh my god. And um, then there's like a little picture of her making it. Well, she's not, not making her, it, but the, the coffee making it's being made. So I actually added up the amount of money that she's going to save instead of getting this $4 cup of coffee every day. And um, she is spending dun, 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 a grand total of $632. On um, what? On everything she told us so, to buy. So she'll, uh, she'll, um, I guess make her money back in like, I don't know, about six months or so. Uh, but then she has to keep buying coffee. So it, it's never, it's yeah, never Yeah, she has to keep day. buying yeah. those $20 bags yeah, of coffee. Yeah, she has to do one, that once a week. Oh my God. Um, She's. And I thought she didn't even drink coffee. She just drinks like matcha. Well, apparently she drinks coffee. I mean, she if you're so pouring this kind diet. of time and money into yeah. your coffee, you're a coffee drinker. Also, if you want to pour over coffee, like, can't you just get, like, a Chemex? Yeah. Do you need to get this whole rigmarole with these copper things? And it just seems like in the morning you want coffee quickly because you use it for, you know, to wake you up. Well, most people have jobs. They don't just, like, sit around. She wakes up. She spends 45 minutes making a cup of coffee. Yeah, boil the water. She spends the rest of the day buying more coffee. That's what she's doing. (laughs) Or researching more ways to buy more things. Um, So, as you can tell, we definitely did not do this. No! Um, And we, (laughs) We this one, 
if I had, I'm going to say I, I would not recommend this would from the Goop newsletter. stress me out. Like, even if I had a million dollars and I could afford all this and had the time to do it, it would, like, the first hour, can you imagine the first hour of your day is just, like, doing all this? But would you have coffee? your butler do it? Oh, yes. I would have my butler do it. Yeah. Or, you know what, just have your butler go to Starbucks for you. Honestly, I I like the coffee at Starbucks more than I like it, like, Intelligentsia. And that I, is Aggie's and I, opinion. And I also like the coffee at McDonald's. Okay. Okay, Aggie. That's, that's good. I and they disagree. Put, I love it. Uh, all right. So next. What's next? The spring trends. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then, so every month or whatever week in the newsletter, Gwyneth will reveal, will put out these like, I don't know. It's like in a magazine when they like show you like what kind of clothes you should buy or whatever. It's like, here are the trends for today. And we were talking earlier that we noticed that it's like the same stuff recycled week after oh, yeah. week. It's very similar things. So, um, so here we go. So we're, you know, we're in early May. So this this week we're talking about spring trends, the best spring trends. There's a point at the beginning of every season when a modest mental shopping list inevitably morphs into something daunting and not especially wallet friendly. I'm gonna quickly say that's not necessarily true. Well, and also I love when Gwyneth throws a little bone to people that are actually on a budget like she gives a shit about how I know like she knows yeah she's like oh you know how every month you have to spend a bunch of money on clothes and it's like no you don't <laughs> like, have to do oh that Most God, people I haven't bought in... clothes in two years except for my Hawaiian shirts at Goodwill yeah well I mean that's a lifestyle choice. okay <laughs> Uh, but in truth, a few key pieces, the kind that can freshen up an existing wardrobe without the need for a top-to-bottom overhaul, are all it really takes. No shit. Who every three months is like, well, got to get rid of all my clothes. I bet you in her circle of friends, there are people who are like, I have a complete wardrobe overhaul every three months. And Gwyneth smugly is like, oh, what a waste. I know. Like, what do, what do the real people do? What do yeah. the people who read my newsletter You want? just need a few new items, and then you can mix and match, and it looks like you have a new wardrobe. In fairness, basically every single magazine has this well, same of a version of this same copy. Okay. Uh, here are three spring 2016 pieces for the job and how to style them. Okay, so then we go through. And so she, here's what she's got. Um, a ruffled, a ruffled top. I do like this first You can't, it, if, it's not spring if you're not wearing a ruffled top. And mm. in my world, I don't like it. This looks like the kind of thing, it's basically a white button-down ladies top, a blouse, with, um, this sort of, she's very into, uh, pieces of fabric that I just think look like a human labia. I don't know another way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she's like, she likes sleeves that look like labias. She likes decorations that look like labias. This has two big labias, white labias around the collar. And it's very, it's very yeah. distracting, I'd say. And you kind of would look, it's kind of like a cowgirl, maybe. A little look. bit of cowgirl mixed with like, like, private school girl, yeah. like, virginal. It's someone's fantasy, yeah, not mine. Yeah, like, buttoned up, weird. I do not like the top, but I have to say I do like the shorts that are paired with it. Like, it's this white top and then paired with sort of these cream-colored shorts, high-waisted. Um, they're really cute. Like, if you're, if, you're, if you're thin and you're young and you're... You can pull them off. I think they're cool, especially with those sweet uh, sunglasses. The crew Olivier sunglasses are pretty Yeah, nice. because if when we go down the list, we see that she's paired it with these. Ugh, and then she has that fucking Michael Kors bag again that she had on last week. That yeah. same garbage black. Like, that's definitely, like, a, you know, a secretary from Simi Valley that, like, got a bonus and 
decided to get that Michael Kors I bag. I think her at using a Michael Kors bag is, bag is like her nod to the masses because I don't think that Gwyneth Paltrow uses Michael Kors no, purses. But I think regular people have heard of him. because Well, of, it's like, you know, you get it at Nordstrom. Yeah. He has a store in the mall. Yeah, her idea is that you get a crisp button-down part feminine blouse. This top works especially well as part of a white-on-white -white ensemble. And it's okay if whites don't match perfectly, Mixing contrasting textures like poplin and canvas or playing with the volume and proportion actually makes it more dynamic. And streamlined black accessories and a pop of color via lipstick. Okay, so like that's what you can do. So she wants you to wear like white shorts, mm -hmm. a white shirt, and some lipstick. Um, so, but you know, these shorts, they're $325, the shirt's $350. I love those $9 earrings from Topshop that she threw oh, in. Oh, she throws to... in, yeah, some trash. She doesn't even know they're on there. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and then your $1,000 Michael Kors bag. That, okay, so then oh, moving sorry. down, we've got another look for you, oh, which is, is another white labia blouse. So this is, this look is just called the track pants. So I guess we're like dressing up track pants. She's, she's. <laughs> She loves a track pant. She's been trying to sell these Mother of Pearl Rita pants for months now. These silk navy track pants. They're $450 track pants. I think, are these the same pants that last week she was suggesting yes, to wear to a job interview? the same ones. She, last week she said we should wear these to a job interview. If now you show up at a job, this is wear? offensive. Like, this is like someone who you just get out of bed, you, you know, go to the deli to get a cup of coffee. Yeah, and this is like exactly what Gwyneth Paltrow doesn't understand. A normal human being cannot buy almost $500 track pants and wear them like they're something fancy. Right. You cannot do it. If I showed up here or anywhere wearing any type of track pant, I would look like I was wearing sweatpants. Yeah. Even if they're made out of silk and I spent $450 right. on I would them. have no idea. And it would be fine. I'd be like, oh, Aggie's wearing track pants. That's nice and comfortable yeah. for her. But yeah, like she wears those and everyone assumes oh my god those must be so expensive yeah so these but, are like a navy blue track pant and also the another problem with it is they've obviously got some kind of detail on the side there's like a, red, like a red stripe, stripe or something yeah. but they don't really show the side you can't really see what you're working um, with ugh, and that top with and the, then like, she cap has sleeves. another um white labia shirt I, it's another this is like kind of a um this is like oh, another white blouse it's like off the shoulder kind of and then it has these sleeves coming off that look like a combination of women's labias and banana yeah, leaves. It looks like a, a five-year-old would wear that shirt to like a birthday party. It and then, looks like it looks like something you'd wear. It's like costumey, I'll say this. And then Aggie, talk about that bag. She's got this bag on well, so this is like a super funky look that she's got going on because you're also supposed to wear these like Greek sandals that look like sneakers. And then if you go down a little bit more, she's got this um, uh, Bergdorf Goodman, or no, I don't know who the hell made it, Chloe Jane Tassel Trim Leather Crossbody Bag. You can get it at Bergdorf Goodman. Um, and $1,300. Yeah, it's $1,300, which look, purses are expensive. Yeah. Okay, but I'm just trying to come up with the words to describe this bag. It's a black crossbody purse. Uh, black square shape, and then hanging from the top are uh, black, red, yellow, and green tassels. It kind of looks to me like Jamaican color. Yeah, well, like one of them is Jamaican, the other one's like German. German. So I don't know what that is about. 
about, but it's very loud and it's I don't know who would want very that ugly. I like I'm going to it's like young women wouldn't want it, like old divorcees wouldn't want it. I, in my I, world, this looks like something that an old crazy woman in Beverly Hills has, Okay. Um Got who it. thinks that she's being fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like look, to me. Look, there's tassels. Yeah, she's going to yeah. say, look, it's tassels. But then I don't know if that woman is wearing the track pants. But this is a funky look for, you know, this is the kind of look that, like, somebody, it's like you wear this to the right event and somebody says that you're fun. Like, yes. someone gets a kick out of this. But you wear this to 99% of other events and people lock you up in an insane asylum. Yeah, exactly. And then, okay, moving on, <gasps> we have... Oh. Another labia shirt. This is called the. De this look is called the denim skirt. I don't know those stories that she's coming up with for these outfits. So this is called the denim skirt. We've got a shirt. It looks like a big blue labia. <laughs> yes, a, like a labia smock, like tight in the shoulders and then just flowing out. It's this, like ladies, this looks like something you wear on a fat day. Like it looks like it's like a basically a blanket, but it yeah. looks but it's like the front of a blouse, the sleeves of a blanket, and the sleeves of a labia. It's yeah, if you're doing some pottery, it's also seven hundred and thirty dollars for this. Yeah, one. it's very expensive, and it basically is like a bed sheet with a hole cut yeah. for the head. Um, but then the skirt, and then there's like another Michael Kors thing, and it's Ugh. like it, this is. A denim skirt, it looks like something that a sister wife would yeah, wear. Yeah, a sister it's wife. It's a floor-length looking, just de like faded denim skirt that's $499. Yeah, it's like early 90s faded denim. Uh, it's actually my fifth grade teacher in the early 90s wore skirts exactly like that. Yeah. Um, she had uh, like a big fupa, and oh. she so, sort of put a skirt over it and... Uh, and wore it, and it would go all the way to the floor. But this reminds me of that. If you lived through the 90s, you've seen this skirt before. Yeah. But then she's also got these, like, really cool, what are these, Pierre Hardy? Those shoes, shoes are sick. are yeah. fucking cool. Okay. Um, and then, to throw, you know, a regular people a bone, a $99 purse from Zara. Oh, yeah. She's never the, been in Zara in her life. She's never been. Yeah, so she always will throw in, oh, here's a $100 bag, here's a $10 pair of earrings. Yeah. But... We know, Gwyneth, we know that you're yeah. wearing, like... You don't have to do this, Gwyneth. We know you're like, wearing $1,000 yeah. labia shorts every day, but, I, you know, I appreciate it. I'm not going to go buy that bag from Zara, but it's nice to know I can afford one thing. Would you buy that skirt? I If the skirt's $500, think it's cool. the, the, the denim skirt, yeah. I would buy it if it wasn't $500. Yeah. The thing, here's the thing. If it's $500, it's cool. If I saw it at Goodwill, I wouldn't buy yeah. it. But it, I, you could easily see the same thing at Goodwill. But, like, do they make those... At like Ross, or would that look too like it? It's it's trying to be so frumpy, like it's frumpy on purpose. But I feel like at Ross or Marshalls or anything, they wouldn't do it's that. It's too they... like well, I mean, it's too high fashion, and yeah. like I don't think that that type of stuff yeah. really gets. I don't think that like five hundred dollar skirt really weasels its way down to Ross. Yeah. I think you know you're at Ross, you get things marked down from like a couple hundred. Yeah. Like and it's bucks. Michael Kors, which is surprising to me. Oh, why? Uh, I never think of him as, like, being very fashion-forward. I always think he's very, like, simple and just sort of, like, middle of the road. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Well, next on the agenda, there is the... Uh, every week she has something to, like, better yourself mentally or spiritually on this. So this this week it's called Getting Out of the Mindfuck Maze. Yeah. And Liberating Yourself from Anger. Um, so this is a really long fucking piece of work uh she basically has these two la-based psychotherapists barry michaels and phil stutz who wrote this book 
about what to do when you get angry with someone mm -hmm. and like um, how to, to not hold on to the anger, to be able to like forgive the person. And so there's this whole Q&A, um, but basically uh, their thing that their like little turn of phrase that they created um, is called the force of outflow. So it says to get out of the maze, you need something stronger than the ego, something less concerned with judging what's fair and unfair. In and our book, we call that force the outflow. This is like the scary. This sounds yeah. like Scientology to me. Like they're so, I don't understand when people start making up like new words for your feelings or what's going on with you. I'm like, you're trying to control my mind. I Absolutely. Can't deal with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, it's basically, basically it's just like taking a moment, taking a deep breath and then like not, yelling at someone when you want to yell at them it's just like calm be, Con, yeah calm down. being like a yeah. normal human being just but they don't freak out they say there's three steps to it concentration transmission yep. and aggie the third step is called penetration i know but i'm more fortunate word I think. i'm freaked out by all of it i mean like the penetration well because brian walk them through what they're supposed to do with this bullshit uh, so i actually tried to do this yesterday i was on the 110 during rush hour trying to and if you're live in la you know if you're going from the west side to the east side you have to like move over a bunch of lanes of traffic and it's tough during rush hour so i tried to go over uh turn left or like to merge left had my turn signal on did everything right and this woman in a white bmw that said south bay bmw uh looked at me and drove right past me and turned to me and smiled eating a fucking thing with a fork unbelievable and i got she was this young probably 25 something 25 year old dark haired she did not own this bmw she definitely leased it and if she's from the south bay she's a piece of trash sorry um anyway so i got very angry and normally i would uh yell at myself in the car not you know i wouldn't do anything aggressive um but i thought oh i just read this 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 goop thing so i'm gonna try it and then the first thing you're supposed to do is just imagine that you are surrounded by a warm liquid light that is infinitely loving Feel your heart expand far beyond your body. And at that point, I just, I quit it. Like, it was, I tried to do it, and you're supposed to look at them while you're doing it. And so it just made me more mad. It's like, oh, yeah. So, like, first thing you're supposed to do, fill yourself, like, surrounded by a warm liquid light. And it's mm -hmm. like, okay, can you imagine being in, like, Gwyneth Paltrow's kitchen, and, like, you accidentally spill her, like, rock and cow <laughs> butter, and she's looks at you. and Red in the just, face. And she, you know that she's just she's imagining so herself being surrounded by a warm liquid yeah. light. It's like, I think if you have to imagine yourself being surrounded by warm liquid light, you hate the person that you're thinking about more than if you're just dealing with yeah. your anger. It's like, can you imagine how much you'd have to hate a person to, to visualize something oh like that? Oh, my God. I would much of rage? rather have someone yell at me then have this whole fucking production of, of warm light. And then, and then you're supposed to focus then, on the person. Yeah, so then the next step is, like, transmission. So with transmission, you're basically supposed to, like, send your love to that mm -hmm. other person. So, like, I make up all this love that doesn't exist, but I just, like, trick myself or, like, try to get myself, like, a little bit high. Then I try to, like, transmit it. To the other person. And then you're supposed to penetrate, and then you penetrate the love them. to the other person. Which, to me, these two psychotherapists or whatever, this seems like someone who, honestly, are like sort of into weird hate-rape fantasies. Yeah. And this is the way they're chan channeling that. I think is to penetrate your victim with your love, which is I think really, it sounds like two sociopaths who yeah. are like, oh, this is what people do, right? Love. Where it's like, yeah, I'm going to just like penetrate with my love, which is like the most aggressive thing I've ever heard. And it's 
really... Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. if I make you mad, just yell at me or slap me in the face and be done with it. I'd be much happier and, and be friends with you anymore. But this this whole thing is totally garbage. Yeah. Um. Cool. And then, okay, oh, yeah, yeah. So then, okay, so then every week when we do this, we try to go on, like, a little field trip. So, yeah, so one of the articles in this, the last one we're going to talk about is about face wipes. And we go through, and she's got a bunch of them, you know, that we obviously couldn't afford. But um, there, Brian called me yesterday and was like, oh, there's one you can get at Target. Mm-hmm. You know face wipes. So I already use face wipes. Like, I use, like, the Yes to Carrot one or Yes to Cucumbers. They're just sort of, like, um, just, like, these, like, cloth or, like, little paper things that you can yeah, buy. Yeah, moist. And, like, I never have used one, but I know from eating ribs uh they're called moist towelettes which are not the same thing well those are like basically just like covered in alcohol alcohol. but i definitely have used them on my face before okay well you're definitely not supposed to do that but um so yeah i mean these like vary in price some of them are like 20 bucks sometimes some of them are like 16 but there are these ones that you get at target that are 6.99 so we were like okay field trip let's go to target we packed up our bags and went down to target (laughs) well i Um, packed a bag yeah i Um, drove uh we couldn't find them at first um but eventually we did they're these argan oil um, they're this brand called Acure. Uh, unse- I got the unscented argan oil kind. Brian got, got the, the coconut plus argan oil. Yeah, and so we we bought them. We went over the food court and went to um, Hot Dog on a Stick. Definitely not a Goop approved restaurant. It was. I approved it. And it then good. after they were so good. Actually, that was like mm-hmm. I think that was the highlight of my mall trip. It was good. I'm just so spoiled by Disneyland corn dogs. That yeah. nothing is going to be as good as them. But these, anyway. were, these were good. So we went, and then afterwards we, like, ripped open our little bags and our little pouches, and we both tried an Oregon oil um, wipe. I'm taking one out of the package right now, and this is the unscented regular kind. That's what I got. Brian got the coconut oil yeah. kind. I like the unscented kind more, but I think the coconut oil one smells better. I'm rubbing it on my face right now. The I agree. Yeah. Like I, the coconut one does, I love the smell of coconut and anything with coconut in it, Gwyneth is immediately on board. The, she loves coconut. She loves coconut. One coconut. thing about Gwyneth, I don't understand why coconut is like this like health. I don't get thing, it either. Cause, it's, cause like, it's all saturated fat. It's so gross. I like it, but like, I don't see it's, I mean, I've learned I thought that like saturated fat and and that type of stuff is not good for you. It's the type that that uh, you know what I think it is. I think it's that it's like a oily, fatty thing that just like comes from a plant. So yeah, people are people excited are about it. it. I think that's it. Um, but like, vegan and everything. I'm also gonna try one of Aggie's unscented ones because I agree. Like the coconut one is nice, but I do think the unscented is a little more refreshing and feels like. You're actually cleansing I your would face say more. The argan oil, the unscented one, is like less nice. Like it smells more disgusting and not as good, and so you feel like it's fancier. Mm, mm, I can see it. Yeah. Well, it is very. Un- I don't think it smells gross. It just is. It smells like a like a paper towel. It smells like to me. It smells like argan oil. It's got that like dry. Oh, yeah. I think that's what it smells like. I don't know. All right. So um, that was our that was our week with goop. Uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Um, do you have any final thoughts about Gwyneth or Goop or any, like, last words? Well, I guess the only thing that we didn't really talk about, um, there, if anyone is in San Francisco in the next few weeks, uh, there is a Goop pop-up store where you can live Goop IRL, um, and I think it's, it's like by Union Square on Maiden Lane, uh, Goop Market, if you're in San Francisco, we unfortunately won't be able to go there, 
Um, but I would say definitely check it out and look at all the stuff that you probably can't afford. Yeah, I would hate to go there. Really? I don't want to be around the stuff. Oh, I just want to look at it and it. then just move on. Um, no, I want to live in the fantasy. Anyway. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening to Goop Yourself. Yeah. Um, I'm Brian. This is our first... Oh, yeah, I'm Aggie. <laughs> and and uh, we'll see you next see week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.